0: This is the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast with Mike Connett, a financial planner and estate planning attorney with a master's degree in taxation, and Ryan Herbert, financial and tax planner and six-time five-star wealth management award winner. Now, the Savvy Investor Podcast. Mike Connett has a weekend off. Ryan Herbert in the hot seat this weekend. Ryan, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Mike. How about yourself? I'm doing well, but if you're looking at the headlines today, I mean, we're they're they're forecasting uh, recessions. <laughs> the stock market is going up and down. It's on a roller coaster. A lot of folks that are getting ready to retire are are nervous, and perhaps those that are are in retirement, those are even more nervous now that they're
1: going to run out of money. A ton of volatility out there in the market. You know, one day the market's down. 300 points, 400 points, 500 points. And then the very next day it, it, it's right back up again. And it always begs the question of what should people be doing as they get close to retirement or, or if they're already in retirement, how should they really be allocating their assets at this point? You know, and that's a big concern
0: for a lot of people because listening to you, to the two of you, to Mike Kinnett and you, Ryan Herbert, I've learned that we're doing a great job of saving. I mean, we really are. You see, you know, the, the news that, that, that contradicts that, but you are talking to real people every day at ProStatus Financial Advisors Group, and we're doing a great job of saving. The thing then becomes, what do we do with that, like you just said? And a lot of people are confused because a lot of things have changed. We know we can't solely depend on Social Security and pensions nowadays. So the question begs is, what do we do now to be ready not to run out of money, which could be a 20 to 30 year retirement. So we posed the question to two of our listeners, what scares them most about quitting their job and retiring? And here's what they had to say. The freaking market. The market (laughs) was frightening because we looked like we had enough money to retire, but given circumstances, that could change overnight. I had no fear, (laughs) but the wife did have a fear. The question mark in her mind was, since we're not making a paycheck, how are we going to get money into the bank to pay the bills? Asked the financial advisor. (laughs) She said, I'll figure that out for you. You want to take it from annuities? You want to take it from the high-risk stuff? You want to take it from the low-risk stuff? And all we wanted to do was to maintain our standard of living. So we asked for the same amount that we were making when we used to work, and it's worked out really good two Savvy Investor Radio listeners uh, right there. And as you heard, Ryan, uh, the female listener, she was obviously worried, but her husband, he seemed a little bit more relaxed because he followed the plan of the advisor and that had put together. But the common theme there was that they just wanted money to pay the bills and to maintain their lifestyle. Is that what you see as well with folks coming to see you guys at the Savvy Investor? I
1: I think that it's a common dynamic that Mike and I really see all the time where the husband is always like we're going to be fine we're fine we're fine and the wife is always the one who's more concerned especially if the husband has really been the primary wage earner all these years mm-hmm. obviously that dynamic has really shifted over the past several years where you know the the primary wage earner can really be either one but you know most of the the baby boom generation the husband was the primary wage earner, he's the one who saved the most of the money. He's the one who has the higher social security. He's the one who typically has that pension. And so the wives are are scared and rightly so, because if something happens to that husband, you know, Mm -hmm. he's got this whole plan worked out in his mind. If he doesn't want to work with a financial advisor or anyone like that, he's got this whole plan worked out of his mind and he passes away before she does. Well, she's left holding the bag, so to speak, because she doesn't have any idea what his plan was or or how he's really doing things. So when couples come into our office, Mike and I just love to sit down with them, and you know, we hear their concerns, we talk about what retirement is going to look like for them, and, and they hit the nail on the head where they decided that they want to spend exactly how much they're making now in retirement. They don't want their lifestyle to change because that is the very first question that I that I ask after, you know, tell me about yourselves and, 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 you know, the get to know you part of the conversation that's very important. The number one question I ask is, how much money do you want to have to spend in retirement? I don't care, you know, how much money people have saved if they have a million dollars, two million dollars, $500,000, whatever that number is, it doesn't really matter that much to Mike and I. What really matters is how much do you want to have to spend in retirement because that's the number that determines. All right, here's how much you should have saved. So the common goal for Mike and I is to say that if you're bringing home five or six thousand dollars a month right now while you're working, that's the exact same number that we want to replicate in retirement. Because yes, when you retire, some expenses go down. You know, you're not commuting every day, you're not buying clothes for work, you're not eating lunch out, if that's what you do. But then again, some expenses increase because now you're spending more time with family and friends. Now you're doing that that honeydew list. Mm-hmm. Now you're taking the doing the bucket list, taking those vacations. So expenses can go up in retirement. That's one thing that most people don't think about is that the first couple years of retirement, you are doing all those bucket list things. And so if you're spending $6,000 a month now while you're working, you might go start spending seven or eight or nine, maybe even $10,000 a month for those first couple years of retirement. And it all comes down to having that plan. How do you want to create those income streams in retirement? And and just like uh, our listener said, is there's plenty of ways to do it. You can certainly use annuities to generate income in retirement. You can use low risk. Uh, I'm doing my air quotes here. You can use low risk investments to mm-hmm. produce that income in retirement where you're using a portfolio of bonds and CDs and preferred stocks that, that all pay some type of dividend, but there is risk there associated with those. And then you can rely on the stock market. You know The, the old saying goes, you put money in the stock market and is it, the stock market earns eight to 10% over time and you can take out 5% and statistically never run out of money. Well, yes, the stock market does average eight to 10% over time, but that's over a 10% to 15 year period. Certainly in the most recent 10 year period, I think we're just over 5% for the market. So, you know, you would essentially have gone nowhere with your money. So it really all comes down to how do you create those reliable, predictable income streams that you and your spouse cannot live? What Mike and I love to do is we really bifurcate the assets. We take the money that we decide you need to have to live on in retirement. This is the money that's going to generate X amount of money per month every single month, no matter what happens in the stock market, no matter what happens in the global economy, no matter what happens in politics, no matter what happens in the stock market, you have exactly how much you need every single month. And the money that we don't have set aside for retirement, yes, that money can be out in the stock market, that money can be as high risk or as low risk as you want it to be because no matter what happens, we have set up an income plan for you and your spouse that you cannot live. And that's one of the most important things that we provide to our clients is that added peace of mind that knowing that no matter what happens, we have exactly what we need every single month coming in the door, just like when we were working.
0: Well, you know what? There's a lot of uh, things on retirees and soon to be retirees is mine. You know, Ryan, they look at the news and they're just scared to death because there's talk about recession now. The market uh, is up and down. I mean, you just heard the the listener uh, a couple of minutes ago. She said, the freaking market. You know what I mean? She was so adamant about that because it drives them crazy. But it's interesting to me that no matter uh, the words we use or the news headlines... I mean, it is difficult, yes. But the bottom line is, is that people just want to know that they're going to have the money that they need to pay their bills in retirement and maintain that lifestyle. And you guys understand that at Pro Status Financial Advisors Group and here on the Savvy Investor Radio. So, Social Security, uh, Ryan, is a is a hot topic for baby boomers. Ten thousand retiring every day, and I've heard that you know, no matter how much money you have. Whether you have $500,000 saved for retirement, whether you have $100,000 saved for retirement, or a million, doesn't matter because we want to get the most out of our Social Security and we want to maximize that. So it's interesting that this weekend, um, back in uh, 1935, FDR signed the Social Security Act into law. Today, about half of all retirees take their benefits as early as they can, which right now it's at age 62. But Money Magazine's Phil Moeller, he believes that a little education would help people increase the amount of their monthly checks. Listen to this, and then I want to get your opinion on that. It turns out that when people learn about their benefits and how they can grow, a lot of them decide to take them later. Decide to take them later. Walk us through the process uh, at ProStatus uh, and here on the Savvy Investor Radio. How do you guys help people you know, pick that Social Security day, whether it's a, a delaying it a little, a little bit more or taking it right at 62?
1: Well, you know, it all really comes down to the the a big question that I ask my clients is when are you going to die? Because um, that's 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 really it. And you know, they always give me this look like, "What are you talking about?" But you know, that's really what determines the best time to take Social Security. You know, because if you start collecting Social Security early at sixty two, if you live past age seventy two, mm-hmm. it would have made better sense to wait till your full retirement age, whether that's sixty five and X amount of months or sixty six and so many months. And if you start collecting at full retirement age and you live past age 83, it would have made better sense to wait until you're 70, mm-hmm. and, and that's where the, the break-even points are, and that's when all, technically you've been losing money if you live past that point. You know, so that's a big factor is you know when are you going to die, and really that kind of translates into are your parents still alive? How long did your grandparents live? How long did your parents live? Um, and, and that gives us an idea. But the other aspect of it is you know what does cash flow look like for you? You know, if you need the money, absolutely need the money at 62 because you want to retire at 62 and your your assets can't support you waiting until 66, there's absolutely nothing wrong with collecting it earlier. Just acknowledging that you are potentially leaving money on the table if you live past this age, which most people do. If you're happily married at age 65, there's a pretty good, there's a 50% chance one of you makes it to at least 90. So that is one thing you really need to think about and it, it it also comes down to the different strategies there are where one spouse can delay waiting until 70 that one might start it at 62 you know one spouse might start at 62 the other wait till 65 collecting on the spouse's benefits so there's all kinds of different scenarios out there and it's a, a very confusing decision that you need to make and there used to be a lot more until Social security shut down a lot of them. But that's part of the process of, of working with a financial planner, working with someone who's concerned about making sure you have the right amount of income, making sure you have enough income in retirement so that you won't outlive your money. Because if you decide you're going to wait until 70 to, to, to take your social security, you might burn through all of your assets before you get there. So it really is a question of, you know, number one, when are you going to pass away? And number two, what does cash flow look for, look like for you? I was just having a conversation with one of my clients just last week. She's age 65 and her birthday is at the end of this month. And we've been talking for years about, all right, given your situation and your strategy, we're going to wait until 70 to start collecting social security. And she's had a lot of unexpected expenses come up. A, a, a property that was supposed to have been sold by now has not sold because of extenuating circumstances. But for her, the situation has changed and she's really spending a lot of her her nest egg, the money that we set aside Mm -hmm. to supplement her till 70, she's been going through a lot faster because of things outside of her control. And so we had the conversation the other day. It was like, all right, look, it really does make sense for you to wait until you're 70, but cash flow wise, you really should start collecting social security after your birthday at the end of this month. And that's what she's going to do. And that's going to free up a lot of income for her so she can continue to live that lifestyle that she wants, but we change the plan. That's one of the best things about it is there's fluidity in our financial plans where changes can be made, circumstances change, life changes. That's a big part of it, but it's all about having that plan. This is Ryan Herbert. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor Radio, and we'll see you, the Savvy Investor, next week. Thanks for listening to the Savvy Investor
0: Radio Podcast, brought to you by ProStatus Financial. For more info on Mike and Ryan, to schedule a consultation or upcoming workshop and radio show times, go to thesavvyinvestortv.com. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Mike Kinnett and Ryan Herbert are not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group LLC, a registered investment advisor. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products. Insurance licensed in Maryland.